everyone, Dave and Jeff, our second podcast of the week. As uh, you called me today, you made a great point. You said, "Of course." <laughs> by the time we're done with all this, will we have any friends left? What? Who are you worried about? I'm not worried about anyone. You're the one that said it to me. I couldn't give less of a shit about anybody. Nobody. Who do I give a shit about? Tell me one. I don't know. I was trying to think. Which guy was it meant to say that? Who are you worried about? Obviously. Nobody. N- 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 nobody. Nobody. I, I couldn't give less of a shit just, about anybody. Just blame it on Ambien. On everything. I, I, if I took an Ambien, I'd drive my car right off the cliff. Um, no. It, it's like I said to Josh was just out here. When you grow up playing sports and you're at the end of the bench, you t- you you rag on each other. That's what you do. Every guy gives each other a hard time. It's great, but at the end, you're family. But I'll tell you one thing. If you can't take it, then keep walking. That's my feeling on everybody. <laughs> on everybody if you can't take I'm with you. Here's the deal. We've always done sports radio. So you and I have always given guys shit. It's yeah. always that way. We, we take it, too. We yeah, give it to each other. For we give sure. each other a hard time. But you're right. All of a sudden, you could tell it's the guys who might love sports but don't understand what a locker room is because people's feelings do get hurt really quick. You've uh, said a million times, too. If your name is mentioned, guess what? You're part of the show. Well, and I would also say for a few people, start paying attention to who doesn't get mentioned anymore because there'll also be if you go, oh, yeah. yeah, I used to hear that name a lot, and now I don't. Yeah. Because a lot of you have turned into goddamn Psy Gangnam style. <laughs> I'm sick of you. I'm sick of all of you. Um, here was the thing that yeah. made me goddamn crazy tonight. Go ahead. Um, Padres have their first pick. They take, uh, why do I keep wanting to say? Ryan Weathers. Ryan Weathers. I keep wanting to say Kyle. Yeah. They take Ryan Weathers at pick number seven. Yeah. High school pitcher, left-handed. A lot of people, Dave. I can't tell you anything about him. I'm I'm paying attention to Mad Friars and Keith Law and others. Big upside, right? Yeah. A couple other kids have been talked about, and and you look at it, and all of a sudden I I take a look on Twitter, and somebody I think it was changed the Padres. Writes well, if you can't sign this kid, you've set the franchise back for ten years, and you're like, seriously. <laughs> That that's what you're like. Do you even there? There are there are times when I wonder if these guys actually cheer for the team or against the team. And I'm not saying you have to be a homer. There's nothing wrong with calling them out, but there is also a point where it wears you out, where you're yeah. constantly the angry guy fighting a battle that nobody gives a shit about. I mean, if I I love H.J. Preller, if I got to read one more fucking time about how he didn't get to throw out the first pitch in Mexico, get away. <laughs> <laughs> Every goddamn day. Oh, I didn't get, you know, they took that opportunity. Okay. Uh, were they going to broadcast it? Were they going to cut in live on all the major networks? You know, I don't yeah. know what his deal is with the team. I don't know what the team's deal is with him. I've read it 20 goddamn times. You know, I didn't get the chance to throw out the first pitch. Uh, uh, Boo hoo. <laughs> but, like, I like him. I think those guys yeah. are great. But you wear me out. Just do what you do, which is really good. But for Dave, that's how scouts get fired. Yes. And, Absolutely. And listening to Weathers on the drive-in tonight, he talked about to he was on MLB radio as I drove in tonight. 
And he talked about the fact how he had been in constant communication with the Padres after every start for quite a while. Scouting director, yeah. area scout, cross-checker, everybody else. I mean, if, if you can't – that's how you get fired, right? That's exactly right. That is. That's how you get blown out. And the thing is, they'll tell you this before. You know, scouts will say, what is your signability? They'll sit yeah. down with their family. They'll ask you. And then they make it clear to let you know, if you say you're going to go pro and you end up going to college and you're leading us on, that we had a chance of signing you and we never had a chance of signing you, you understand this guy will get fired. They, they let you know. They yeah. let the parents know. They let the kids know. This is how it works. Well, whether yeah. this is a guy who has – Obviously, close ties to Major League Baseball. He understands the process as well. 19 years for his yeah. dad. Now, if he if he doesn't sign, then you go, wow, hell of a call. by yeah. changed the Padres. But, and I, I would give full credit. But tonight, you're like, seriously? Come on. Yeah, seventh overall pick. You, you expect him to sign. I mean, you have to understand. Look, his dad it was a player. His family, it's Major League Baseball. They've literally ex- talked to him yes, nonstop. Exactly. It it's doesn't a make business any sense. transaction. The only way a guy doesn't sign in that situation if it's like a Brady Aiken deal. Where Brady Aiken a few years ago, the Astros were low-balling him. He was the number yeah. one overall pick. They were low-balling They said there was an injury. I don't know why the Astros took a shot at him. I mean, basically, you lost the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to blame the Houston Astros, who I understand won the World Series last year, but that was a bad move. That was a blown year if you're the Astros. Mark Capel was a blown year if you're the Astros. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like, uh, I mean, just looking at it as an outsider, when you look at the Phil Hughes move, yeah. where you get 800000 more in, and I think you're ten and a half. I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody else. It was the only place where I saw it. Again, I, I think some of you guys are so good at what you write, challenging and asking questions, but then you lose it. And it, I, I just think as a reader, somebody who likes you, you lose credibility when it goes that far over. You, you become, it becomes hate-filled. And you go, look, man, I like you, and I want to read you and be entertained yeah. by you, but sometimes... Just, again, my opinion. When every day it's this is how horseshit the team is, yeah. I, you just you wear me out and, and you lose credibility with me. You know, I brought this up to you on the radio, I think, back in 2016. Uh, with the Cubs, the, well, maybe it was 2015. We talked about mm-hmm. the Cubs and the Red Sox and the Giants and teams that started to win that weren't winning. The Giants, uh-huh. when they won in 2010, it was the first championship the Giants had since moving to California. Okay. You look at the Red Sox, who all of a sudden had won three championships since 2004, where they used to be the lovable losers, the Cubs the lovable losers. Uh, at the time, we said, what if the Cubs make a run here and they end up winning the World Series? What is the next team? And do you end up becoming a team that was the lovable losers like the Cubs? Do the Mariners, are they? The, who's the next one in line, I think was my question I asked you on the radio, would the Padres ever be that? When you talk mm-hmm. about guys being negative, as you're saying, looking for them to step in it, is that what they're looking for? What is the angle? Is it one of those where you're saying, honestly, we're looking to turn things around, or it is fun being the lovable losers, the joke? I, I don't know, because a lot of what they write is really good, like really thought out yeah. and, and funny, and, and I get a kick out of it. Like, like for whatever reason, I'll give you an example today. For what Sweeney says, that account has been now taken off of Twitter. Yeah. And I looked at that, I go, I... I didn't follow that account, but everything that was retweeted, I saw. I didn't see anything that would have been offensive. I found it incredibly funny. I feel like we know Mark pretty well. We do. Mark's got a sense of humor. 
nothing from what I again, just from what I saw with the account, nothing that I saw was derogatory towards him or to his family. It was just funny. And and but all of a sudden something happened yeah. on that account and that got taken down. I, I mean, I, I don't know what happened, but I, th- I actually who do you think makes that call. I don't have any idea. Yeah, I, I, I really just don't. Know, because there are some major accounts of people a lot more famous than Mark Sweeney. There's a fake ESPN Sports Center account. Yeah. You know? But that Sweeney says, yeah. how often did you look at that? I looked at it if somebody retweeted and it came back to me. I didn't follow it. But but at the same time, when I looked at it. But it was it, funny, right? I laughed at it. And the thing is, knowing Mark, I thought he would think it might have been funny, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. I can't imagine he's the guy that walks into the office and saying, We got to get this down. Somebody take this down. This is making fun of my livelihood, and I don't have thick enough skin. That doesn't seem like Mark Sweeney. Not, uh, I would agree. Again, unless something was said in the last twenty-four hours, but it sure felt like the way that thing had trended. Yeah. For the month that it was around, you're goddamn. That's funny. Like if that's if that's Palais says or Data says yeah. any of that, you're like, holy shit, that's really fun. And now I start paying attention. Like this is the terrible thing. I start paying attention to Mark to go, guys, he really like that? <laughs> Whoever was doing it, and now it says, what do I do now? Make one for Harold Reynolds. Harold Reynolds is the most ridiculous guy going. Harold Reynolds is the one you should do. Yeah. I'm watching I'm watching Joe Girardi today on this draft. I know you were busy driving and working yeah. and everything else. I'm watching this draft. Joe Girardi gets up there and does a whole thing breaking down the second pick in the draft from Georgia Tech. Okay, the catcher? Her- yeah, Harold Reynolds literally repeated three lines that Joe Girardi just said back-to-back. Joe Girardi was barely on, but yet Harold Reynolds completely repeated everything he said. Like, he had it written out of what Joe Girardi was going to say. It was so embarrassing wow. that you're like, why in the hell are you on? And then I kept thinking about what you said yesterday. Yeah. You, you said, this channel should be better than what it is. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one guy who made me laugh today on Twitter uh, kept faith. Yeah. And I don't know who wrote it, if it was Dallas who or who wrote it, but they did the Padres rotation for 2024. And the number one pitcher, I mean, I, I have out of order. You get the point. Uh, Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. Right. Anderson Espinosa. And then at three, he snuck in there Clayton Richard. And then he had <laughs> two other prospects, right? You go, you go, fuck. There we go. Yes. That that's all I'm saying. No, you, you're right. It's funny, as I said, the third overall pick in this draft, by the way, was this kid named Alec for the to the Phillies. Okay, yeah, First name's Alec. third baseman. Yeah, they call him Alex right away. Alex. I'm like, how do you fuck this up? It's a third overall pick in the draft, yeah. and you're screwing it up. It's on MLB TV. The kid's there, like Brom. Yeah, bomb. B O H M. So you sit and you look at this kid. <laughs> and you're going, all right, this is a little strange. Then you watch. They give him the jersey. All right. Yeah. Now, when you button a shirt, you're wearing a button-down shirt right now. Yeah. Am I wrong, but don't you start for the top down? Yeah, I always do. This kid started from the bottom up and cannot button his fucking jersey. I'm like, what was he doing? And I'm, I'm the Phillies. I'm like, ah, oh, we drafted the wrong guy. This guy yeah, can't put him jersey. back. It took forever to do the interview because he couldn't figure out how to button his jersey. Oh, my God. So then he, all of a sudden, he gets the one-on-one with the girl that's standing there. He's like the sideline reporter. Yeah. And she goes, who can you not wait to hit a home run off of first, Scherzer or Syndergaard? And I was waiting for him to look at her and go, well, I'm not going to say either one because one of them is going to drill me in the yeah, ear. Yeah, the other guy is going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to call. Break gonna, my jaw. I can't wait to smoke one off a Syndergaard to call my shot as an 18-year-old kid eater. Are you in <laughs> your goddamn mind? Yeah. Were you like, 
What kind of questions are these? And now you're in my head, 100%. When you said 24 hours ago, this channel should be better than what it is, and you're absolutely right. That channel should be better it. than what it is. NHL Network sucks. <laughs> it's bad. NBA TV is the worst. Yeah. NBA TV is terrible. I Where mean, they, they could all be goofballs? better. Huh? Where do they find the goofballs on NBA TV? I they're don't know. Just, they're just like these scrubs. Yeah. Complete joke. Whole thing. I don't know. Guys that used to do mornings <laughs> at 1090. Wait. What? Hey, how about the fact I want to thank the UT today? God, the UT is a wreck. The UT did their favorite sports talk radio poll today. Okay. Some of the guys named were Ted Leitner, spelt L-I-G-H-T-N-E-R. He just got here. What are you going to do? Yeah. Ted has <laughs> not done. for over 40 years. How do you spell his name wrong? Ted hasn't done sports talk in at least 20 years. Has Ted done sports talk? Um... I don't know if he ever did Padre talk. That's a good point. Then they had progressive talk, 1360. Well, that changed in 2007 Yeah, when they became extra. Then they had Hacksaw, who hasn't done a show in four years. Yeah, They had Hank Bauer, who does some filling shit. Shit, Hank's been on more than anybody. Scott BR. Well, BR's there Friday night. Uh, you and me, we haven't We're been there. on the yeah. That's great. Uh, you and I haven't been on the air. God, the UT, you go, holy shit, yeah. are you even trying? And then you go to their website. I went to their website to just look and be like, how'd they, I couldn't even find the poll. And then uh, they have chargers. Okay. If you go and look at the UT sports page website, it says chargers. Uh Booth suffers during Leitner's absence. You go, well, that's a Padres story, yeah. but it's under the header of the Chargers. There's like this goddamn. <laughs> I can't get anything right. <laughs> Terrible. That is that's insane. That is crazy. How fast is that? You know, uh, I want to say one last thing about this. Uh, the draft as we're watching the draft flip back and forth between the Padre game and the Braves, which is funny mm. because as I look behind me, it looks like the sun's still out, but. When I'm watching the Padre game, it looks like it's 1230 in the morning. I can't figure yeah. out it's so damn dark downtown. Um, but when you look at the draft, these high school kids that are coming out right now, mm -hmm. like the last pick of the first round was taken by the Dodgers. The kid throws 99 miles an hour. Unbelievable, right? They're, all these guys are throwing 99, 98, 100 miles an hour at 18, 19 years old. Holy cow. Holy cow is right. So you talk about this kid that plays for for the Cardinals right now, the 21-year-old Hicks that throws 100 and whatever, 6, 105, yeah. you know. How fast are these guys going to throw? When you and I were following baseball in the 80s, like guys yeah. like Steve Carlton and stuff yeah. like that who were good pitchers, Tom Seaver, those guys were throwing high 80s. Yeah. A guy that threw in the 90s was a freak. Yeah, Nolan. Yeah. Well, Nolan was, was a freak and probably would still be a freak today. Yeah, J.R. Yeah, you have no idea. J.R. Richard. J.R. Richard was a but freak until yeah, he stroked guys, out. Yeah. yeah, Mike Scott wasn't throwing freaking no. 95 and he was winning Cy Youngs. How the hell are, is everybody throwing 100 miles an hour at 18 years old? Where are these guys man, coming from? Oh man, I don't know. And you wonder, well, how many Tommy John surgeries are down yeah, the road? Because right. the body's not meant to, to do that. This is a, a down year for San Diego people. Okay. For people that want to see what's going to happen. And, you know, high school kids coming out. Last year, uh, Grant Holman from East Lake, the Little League All-Star pitcher. Yeah. He was the San Diego Player of the Year as a junior. Coming out, He's I think he's throwing 94. He's about six foot seven. 
He's going to Berkeley. He's probably going to be a college student. You probably won't okay. see him. But even at 94, he's not a first-round guy when guys are throwing 100. And he was the top player in San Diego a year ago. Now now the kid from Torrey Pines will probably be the, the top San Diego player of the year. He's going to Cal State Fullerton. He's not wow. going to be drafted in the top five rounds. So if you're looking for San Diego players, there aren't going to be a ton of them. I think the first guy that, that you're probably going to see is a kid who plays center field for Grossmont Junior College. But that, that's a, that's about it. It's not what we've seen in the past, the, the Brady Akins, the – you know, Weird, the, huh? Yeah, the, the Adrian Gonzalez is. You know, there's so many. We just Mickey Moniak, Mickey couple Moniak years ago. from the Phillies. Yeah, absolutely. We aren't going to see that year this year. Is what I'm saying. It's been a down year. Man, oh man. Uh, I mentioned the Chargers. We didn't get into this last night, but uh, the I don't even know what the hell they call them. The AFA, the AAF, whatever. Yeah. The the Spring Pro Football League is coming to San Diego. They're going to be here in February. Mike Martz is going to be the head coach of this team. They're going to play at the old Qualcomm Stadium, right? San yeah. Diego County Credit yes. Union Stadium. They're I thought going to, they were supposed to rip that stadium down after the last game this year. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, they're that's going to make it tough to play games. No shit. <laughs> uh, they're going to play five home games there. Yeah. Um, our friend Billy Devaney's running the Atlanta team. Okay. Coached by Brad Childress, Michael Vick, offensive coordinator. Steve Spurrier's coaching, right? Rick Neuheisel yeah. in Arizona. Did Neuheisel turn down San Diego for Arizona? I thought he was supposed to be the San Diego guy. I don't I don't know what happened there. I can't tell you that. All I know is the pro football is coming back here for five games starting in February. Yeah. They have a TV contract. They're going to be on CBS. They say they're not going in competition with the NFL that they have a nice working relationship with the NFL and that they're going to try to find guys that are kind of from this region Southern California USC yeah. UCLA San Diego State guys that are not currently in the league where you may feel like you have some connection Ryan Lindley immediately pops to mind for me and I'm just wondering how do you think that league's going to do I think it's going to do okay in February because we're going to – it's always that week after the Super Bowl where yeah. you go, what the fuck do we do now? You kind of yeah. look at each other. And we know as sports radio guys, February stinks. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to compete rating-wise, but I think there's going to be an interest. Okay, let know? me ask you this. Go ahead. I, I, go I'm going to give you – I've got a lot you, to say about it, so go ahead. I'm going to give you three teams. Rank me, the, rank me in order uh, what the interest level will be. I'm okay. actually going to go four. Okay, I'm going to go four teams, middle of February. You're going to have the Gulls coming down the stretch. Okay. Gulls have been doing well. You're going to have the Aztecs in the second year of Brian Dutcher. And uh, pretty good recruiting class from what I've heard. You will have the Padres, which should be a very interesting time around that time because you have to figure Tatis and Urias going to spring with jobs. Yep. And, uh, and this... New football team. Rank them one to four as far as how you figure uh, water cooler talk will be about the four. Padres one, Aztecs two, goals three, football last. Really? Yeah. What do you put them? Um, I mean, it's hard to know where. I mean, if the Aztecs are 22 and two. But, you know, gonna, we freak out when pitchers and catchers show up. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an interesting time to. I mean, what's what's on the front page? It's pitchers and catchers. It's Padre baseball. Yeah, especially next year because it's 2019. Yeah. I, I hope they do well because the whole pro football experience here ended on such a terrible note with an ownership group that really yeah. spit on this city. 
Um, is it going to replace the NFL? No. Not even close. Is it going to be, unfortunately, like the European League, right? Where yeah, the World League? It, yeah, maybe where, worse. Where you watched it and you go, huh. But I, I think we're going to give it a shot. I think all of us kind of, I don't think we take it and go, well, if we show the NFL that we support this team, it's going to have no impact on the No, it's on, not. But the there NFL. are people that will believe that. Yeah. But I think uh, it will be fun. I do. I think it'll be fun. From what I saw, the highest price ticket looked like it's about 30 bucks. Oh, I thought they said tickets as low as $35. I thought that was the comment made, that the, as low as 35 not as high as 35 that was oh. my question to you. Would you take your two boys for that price to go? I thought they said, okay, so one of us is wrong, which I'm yeah. guessing is you. <laughs> go ahead. That's I fine. thought I saw 35 bucks. I mean, between the 20s. Okay. And then anything Would else. Would you spend $100 to take your two boys to a game? Not a chance. Okay. Not a chance. I mean, that's what you're looking at. Let's say, you, even if you're right on that, by the time you pay for parking, the time you get them drinks and food, yeah. you're looking at 100 bucks. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. And now I will, I will take them to Aztec football this year. They want to go to Aztec football, and they want to see that. And so, because of everything, and uh, they want to go. Now I don't think we'll do Sky Show. Okay. But um, they will go do an Aztec football game this year, and I'll take them to Aztec basketball this year too. So we'll do that. Those two are guaranteed. They were at a Padre game last week. Um, I don't know, Dave. Let's see what happens. But I, I am, I'm not, I'm not going to. Um, There's only one football game to go to this year. There's only one. It's Arizona State. The, everyone else on the schedule is horseshit. The game on September 15th against Arizona State's your only one. Yeah, they don't, they don't care. I mean, you're going to take them to see Sacramento State? No. <laughs> you're going to see them see Eastern Michigan? Jesus. That's no. what I'm telling you. UNLV is a school you might know, but come on, they're horseshit. And Hawaii. Oh, my God. That's what I'm telling you. That schedule's dog shit. That's what Rashad Penny said the other day. Who needs it? Who needs pro football in San Diego? Well, fuck off. You're in the NFL. <laughs> we need it. We're drowning here. Yeah. We need something, God dig it. You know, we love that's football. Bad. That is bad. And that's that's the, that's the issue. Not saying that the San Diego State program isn't headed in the right direction, but you got to put teams on the schedule that are better. Arizona yeah. State's a lower team. Herm Edwards is a lower team in, uh, oh in the Pac-12. Right? Going back to as far as interest goes, and just because I said mm -hmm. where they were dead last out of the four sports in San Diego, mm -hmm. I will say this. I think San Diego does a better job with attendance than Atlanta. I think Atlanta's not going to do well. I can't understand why they put a team in Atlanta when the Falcons were having a tough time and the Braves don't sell out, yeah. the Hawks don't sell out, and, and they're a struggling city as far as sports go. Arizona, I don't think it's going to do very well, especially with spring training getting started. Yeah. And the Cardinals are just done. I think the San Diego will do okay. And even though I said they were last of those four, I think people will start to show up that they'll watch, especially if it's affordable. They're going to watch. It's not going to be close to the NFL, but maybe it's something where you go, you know what, we've got nothing to do. Why not? It's February. Does my man Lindley have a shot at being the yeah, guy? why not? Does he, he was playing in the NFL just a few years ago. D does he want to be the guy? I don't know if he wants to do it. I mean, yeah. he has a pretty good life going. Yeah. You know? But, I don't know if he wants to do it, but at, at the same time, how much I think that'd be great. Yeah, I, I think too. that'd be great. San Diego kid. Played at San Diego State, really, really good dude. Yeah. That if if he ended up being the face of that team, right? I mean, is there anybody else 
Like Mark Sanchez can't play anymore, yeah. right? Mark Sanchez, I don't think does it. I don't think he would he would do it. I don't know. I mean, do, do you do you see a guy like Barkley from SC? Do you see one of those guys that you say, hey, wait a second? There were some guys at SC that we saw that could yeah. play. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, when you start thinking about it, does I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You don't have to think just straight ex Aztecs. You could easily go to UCLA, USC. Uh, yeah. Level. Start seeing some of those guys, yeah. and all of a sudden they come out with Mike Martz running it. I mean, yeah. I, look, I, I just, uh, it's been a huge void. It has been a huge void. And we void. hated the ownership group that the family that owned the football team, and maybe it can be fun. I don't know. I don't know what the shelf life is, but I mean, it's Bill Polian and Charlie Ebersall running it, right? Yeah. Okay, so here, here's here's another question then for you on this. When you look at what San Diego Sports has become with the Chargers leaving and the goals mm-hmm. and everything else that we have here, is that one of those we go, man, what happened to our sports city? What happened? How have we ended up taking such a tremendous hit in such a short time? Well, you know when I felt it? My son Jack and I were out two weeks ago. We were out running errands, and we were over by Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah. We were coming down. We are coming from Mission Valley. I can't even remember what we were doing. And we came down Coriel Pass. I was just showing him the way we used to drive into games. It's the craziest story, but it's absolutely true. And so I go, let's go look in the stadium. And we go in the stadium, and there's some event going on. Did I tell you this? No. I feel like I said this um, somewhere, so I don't know. I'm not Woods. I only <laughs> do one podcast. Um. So we drive in, and there are people going in and out of the stadium. And I'm looking at it, and I go, well, shit, there's something going on. Let's go see if we can get in. Okay. We go, and there are a bunch of people in suits and fedoras. It looks like it's the Masters, 1935. And he and I are just walking. I go, just keep talking to me, and we're walking in here. Yeah. And the lady said, are you one of the the... Oh, I can't even remember the terminology she used. And I said, no, we're just here checking things out. It was a Jehovah's Witness convention going on. And I said to them, I go, this is my son, Jack. I said, he's never been in this stadium. Yeah. And I said, I did sports talk in here for 20 years. And I would just, he's a big sports fan. I would like to show him. I will tell you the honest to God truth. The people from the Jehovah's Witness Church, who I've run off my doorstep for 25 years, were about as nice and cordial and welcoming as any group of people I ever met. Yeah. They did not try to sell us anything. They didn't do anything disrespectful to me or to Jack. And the one guy said, this was kind of a drag. The one guy said to me, he goes, hey, I'd like you, you know, let's walk up here so Jack can see the field. There was a speaker going on. And he said, I have to escort you because there have been online threats made against our group for this wow. weekend. And I go, man, that sucks. That could have been more easy going. Jack and I got to look at the stadium and we left. They thanked us for our time. We went in, we went out. Um, but like, Dave, that's that's the last time. But when I walked in there. And I felt like I was making my way to the elevator yeah. where you went up for the press box for Charger games and Aztec game and Padre games. That's when it hit me. That's when it hit me. And I go, shit, I'll never be in this place again. Yeah, I'll never be in it in that capacity again. And it made me really sad. And if I can come back now and 
uh, be a fan and take my sons there and just hang out, um, I'd be really, really happy about that. You know what's funny, man? So many people run the Jehovah Witness right off the doorstep. I do know? it all the time. I do, too. We do it, too. My kids do it. Everyone's done it. Everybody's done it, right? Yeah. And the deal is, like, I've been to a, a Jehovah Witness wedding. You know, I, Have you? When, you know, in my high school, it seemed like the majority of the people, religion-wise, were Jehovah Witness. Yeah. Which, hell, I, I, I didn't know. But here's the here's the thing, and, and not taking a shot at different religions, but I honestly have, have a question. I don't understand. Jehovah Witness believe that only 144,000 people get into heaven. So why would you go door to door trying to talk more people and yeah. become a Jehovah Witness? You're crowding it up. Yeah, crowding it up. Yeah, I'd be going door to door trashing it. Yeah, to, I'd to say, get, you should be a Mormon. <laughs> they got a beautiful church in La Jolla. You should be a oh, Mormon. Awesome. Bryce Harper got married in there. BYU wins all the time. Good. <laughs> Robbie Bosco. <laughs> Robbie Bosco, there you go. My go-to, right? All right? I'm not crazy. I never understood. If only the 104,000 get in. Yeah. Was Alan Thick a Mormon? I, I don't know. Was Alan Thick a Mormon? I don't know. I just made you that just up. just made that up? Great. <laughs> the late Alan Thick. If I would have yeah. bet you a million dollars, if Alan Thick get mentioned tonight, I would have said no. No, but <laughs> yeah, I look, whatever gets you through your day, man, uh, when... When, yeah, when they used to show up, you just, I, I, I just don't want to be bothered. I'm not going to bother yeah. you. Don't bother me. But now what they do, they got smart. Now what they do is they send a very soft-spoken female type that reminds me of our pal Padre Geekster on Twitter. Yeah. You can't yell at Geekster and tell her to get off your step. You can't. That'd be just terrible. So you just say, hey, I'm not into it, but yeah. good luck to you. Be safe. You should get um, yourself a Fitbit. See how many steps you get in during the day as you go door to door. You yeah. That? You should do that. Like, I used to do terrible things um, because I would always say, I would always try to get a reaction. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I'm so glad you're here because I produce independent porn. And I would like to listen to what you're doing because we also need a place to shoot because the cops <laughs> shut down everything I do. And I, is that something that we could talk about? They just look at you with that smile like, oh, my God. Did he say he makes popcorn? Makes popcorn? No, it's not what he said. He's dirty. He's naughty. He's naughty. So I'm like, yeah, you know, we do it. I like you. I like you. So we make movies, but the cops show up. You guys get it. So is that something you can help me with? Because after I make everyone, I feel bad. I'm bad. But by Wednesday, I'm ready to go again. Fired up. Then on Thursday, I feel sad. Bad guy. But the movies sell, and I meet pretty girls, and they like me. Can we do that at the church? Is that wrong? <laughs> that wrong man they would just be like let's oh. go Gennaro get your umbrella we're going to the next house <laughs> <laughs> repent repent they would just walk off saying I don't know whatever 20 Does he make popcorn? <laughs> did he say he makes popcorn no he's dirty he's dirty he's awful everybody failed him nobody failed him <laughs> But you used to just be like, when we work nights, what in the world What's is going that? On there? 
What in the world? Who you got mail? Is that Nicole Eggert? <laughs> you know, that's what happens to these goddamn Macs. Just in case you buy one. Whenever you have the phone too close to the computer, it just goes. Well, that's too much. Yeah, and we aren't editing in that. We don't edit. Yeah, just leave it in. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, not like everybody else. Oh, we gotta edit. Gives a shit. The <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's gonna come up in our meeting with Gennaro. Hey guys. Oh man, where to begin? Uh, how about by leaving? <laughs> Be our free advice. Um, but when we work nights and I wouldn't get home till like midnight. Yeah. And then, you know, you'd hang out, watch sports, and you wouldn't go to bed till like two when I wasn't doing mornings. And then all of a sudden, like nine o'clock. Well, hello there. Get what the fuck? Get out of here. Go up. Well, hang on. I just like to tell you about our friend Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're gonna be saying Jesus Christ when I kick you in the sternum and you're rolling backwards down my steps. Move it. Oh duh. Well, can't leave it. No, you cannot leave me a pamphlet. Get the hell out of here. Leave Sister Daisy here. I'd like to talk to her. She could probably help me work through some of my anger. <laughs> Stress relief. Stress relief. Yeah, but oh that's it. That is too damn funny. All right, I want to mention the people over at TaylorMade Pools. Alan Taylor, of course, been in business for 20 years. Look, it's hot as can be. This humidity oh, is getting to be Jesus. ridiculous. If you don't have a beautiful pool, Alan Taylor's your guy. If you're thinking about saying hey, we got to get that pool that we've talked about for years, that's great. But also, if you already have a pool, but it's not exactly in complete working condition, mm-hmm. he's your guy. He's the guy that can remodel it for you. He's the guy that can make it all nice again. It doesn't matter, matter full residential or, or commercial, full remodels, everything ready to go. New equipment, repairs, pool resurfacing, insulation. He's your guy, Alan Taylor, saltwater technology. Everyone's going that route right now. Waterfalls, you know grotto, why? staycations. You got it. Dissolves it. when the neighborhood comes over and pees in the pool. <laughs> Is that why they do that? Yep. Didn't realize that. So Taylor on, made pools. On Alan Dateline. Taylor's your guy. We saw it on Dateline. Is saw it on Dateline. So here's the number for Alan. All right. I'm telling you, I'd love to have that pool. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Did you ever have a pool growing up outside of when you lived in the apartment? Yeah, I like, lived in the apartment. I never had one in my own. Yeah, I never had one in my in a house. I owned. No, the pool I had as a kid was unbelievably well maintained, thanks to me. Um, here's my dilemma with TaylorMade pools. Okay, this is the challenge that I'm going to have for Alan. I the older my kids get, the less I like their friends. <laughs> and my concern it never changes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it will never change. Like when they were five and six, they're all just goofy, yeah. running around, and then they start know. to smell bad, and they drive you crazy. Yeah, they, their teeth are all jacked up. Like, I'm like, I can't look at that kid with his summer teeth. Summer here, summer there. And so uh, what Alan and I are going to have to work out for my pool is, my pool is going to have to be an optical illusion. Yeah. Because what I want it to look like when people first come in is just like the pool that you would find at a City Heights motel. Yeah. Well, there's probably been one or two bodies found on the bottom. So that parents are like, you are not swimming in that pool. Let's go. Let's get out of here, Bo. You're not swimming here. And then all of a sudden when that kid leaves, 
You just push a button yeah. and it becomes the grotto. The nice pool. The nice pool. Yeah. And here comes Tiffany Amber Thiessen and her family. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I have to work out with Alan. Because yeah. I got to figure out a way for it to go from, you know, awful to awesome. Yeah. Once we clear all these people like out. It. Remember Cheech and Chung's nice dreams? Yes. So they have the big pool from above with the helicopter, but underneath yeah. it, they're just growing weed? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I can get away with growing no. weed. Actually, now it's legal, but you probably could. But, Alan, that's my challenge for you. I want a pool. I don't want, yeah. you know, everybody, my wife said the dumbest thing ever one time, and she said, you know, we want to be the house where all the kids hang out. And you go, you know, that's really great. Until the first day when all the kids hang out. Exactly. You're like, I hate every one yeah. of you. And you just hear shit breaking. The other day, these four assholes screwing around on the bunk bed. They broke the bunk bed. Really? Well, yeah. When you're all 80 pounds, the yeah. bunk bed's not designed to hold Haystack's Calhoun, you dumb shit. Well, what was I talking about? <laughs> you're talking about getting a great pool from Alan Taylor. I, I, you know what? I, yeah. I want a pool. And it's going to be in my own place. Or my kids never are. Because there's always that kid in the corner who's kind of glazed over. And you're like, that kid's pissing in my yes, pool right now. Yes, that's what he's doing. He's <laughs> giving me my own saltwater yeah. technology. <laughs> yes, that's what whether I kid. paid for it or not. That's what that kid is absolutely The Mountain Dew saltwater technology in the corner. Thanks, Rusty. <laughs> you dick. You dick. Here, if you need to call Alan. You have some of the complaints Jeff has. 619-449-4452. Brian Curry, you looking for that brand new house? Yep. Jeff says he's ready to go come September. Oh, man. Brian Curry selling real estate in San Diego for more than 20 years. Won tons of awards. He's the guy, the best in San Diego County. We'll go all over San Diego County, find you the perfect place to live. Brian Curry, his number is 619-251-1588. More and more people right now getting involved in real estate saying the kids are out of school. I'm looking to do something different for the upcoming school year. We're going to be in a different place, different school district. Call Brian Curry. He can get you where you want to be in San Diego. 619-251-1588. I was thinking about Brian today because the story came out. I don't know if you saw, but Wednesday morning, uh, the former home of Tony Gwynn is going on the auction block. Yeah. That house is in foreclosure. That, to me, is incredibly frustrating as somebody who worked in that industry for a long time. And I just wish that somebody there had called Brian yeah. and said, what can we do, not necessarily to save the house, but can we sell the house and and get out of this? I don't, I don't know the situation, but I will just say to you, if you find yourself in a situation where you could be facing foreclosure, Get out. Get out. Call Brian. Don't sit there and take the loss and have your property foreclosed on where you get not a nickel of equity. Right now, it's been a uh, seller's market throughout San Diego. And that story to me is so frustrating. And and you don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know the background. But uh, I'm just saying it it didn't work for them. But for you... If you're in a situation where you're going to miss a mortgage payment, get on the phone and call Brian Curry and say, yeah. look, man, because I will tell you if I'm the mortgage company and Brian calls me and says, hey, I'm working with John Doe and I'm trying to sell this house and this is we're going to work with him. Yeah. 
No reason for me to foreclose on it if you can sell it and I can get my money out of it. It makes much more sense to me. So, yeah, do not let that happen. Don't be scared. Communicate. But, unfortunately, there are people in this town that situations change. You can't afford the mortgage payment. You panic. You don't take the calls. And the next thing you know, 90 days later, you're getting a note from the sheriff that you're being evicted. And uh, just don't let it happen to you. It feels weird talking about this because we we know, obviously, we knew Tony really well. We knew mm-hmm. the Quinn family really well. We still know Junior really well. Mm-hmm. But when that story came out yesterday, that I read it for the first time yesterday at mm-hmm. least, it was surprising. Like, I almost thought it was a fake story. I was like, there's no way this is a real story. And so when you sit there and you go, here's a guy that's been a million-dollar baseball player for mm-hmm. a number of years, and his family's lived in that home for a number of years. Um and you go, okay, what is the situation? How do you get to that point when you're obviously you're used to making money in a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle? We've seen it before. We have a ton of friends who made a lot of money at one point, take a pay cut or, or things change dramatically. And it still might be a lot of money, but it's not used to the $4 lifestyle. million dollars a year, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. In that situation, when, when they're basically getting warned that, hey, um, we're going to come after your house, how much yeah. time do you have? I mean, how, how, does, how does it work? So, Again, it feels weird talking about something that seems so personal, but since it's public information, I don't want to ask it because you, you know a little bit about it. I know a lot about it because I did it, and I did it for communities like East St. Louis and Missouri where guys couldn't afford a mortgage payment of $111 a month. The other thing is, though, I also have done it for celebrities. Yeah. I did it. I, I This is not about the Gwynn family. This is about any of you that may currently be in this situation. The one thing I will emphasize that is the most important part of it is communication. Because if you stay in communication with the bank, ultimately they want you to win. I will tell you that when I did that, when I worked in mortgages, the way I made my bonus was by keeping a family like the Gwyns in their home, not by taking that home. So here's how the timeline works. The timeline with you in the bank is the mortgage payment is always due on the first of the month. Um, So right now, with June 1st, if you did not make your May 1st payment, you're going to go on to a list. And you're going to go on to a list with a lot of other people like you that is going to go to the lowest level of the collection element for the mortgage company. They are the right out of college kids making minimum wage that are going to call you repeatedly to try to find out what's going on. Yeah. And that is going to be a day 30. And really, if you answer and you say, I had to get my kid braces, my transmission went out, any of these things, the next question is going to be, okay, when can you make the payment? Hey, I get paid again on the 15th. Great, we're going to note the account, and then you're not going to hear from again. Um, But that's how it's going to be from day 30 to 45. At day 45, you're going to go to the mid-level collection people. They're the people a little bit more into it. They were kind of my right-hand man. And at 45, now we're starting to get nervous because we're closing yeah. in on you being two months behind. 45 to 60 is going to be the intermediate guy, and then I'm going to get you at 60. So I'm going to get you at day 60, but I'm going to tell you this. Day 60, I'm really not paying much attention to you. Where I'm going to start really paying attention to you is at day 75. So again... 
This is if you have missed your May payment. Okay, think about this. Okay. If you have missed your May payment, I'm not really worried about you on June 1st, and I'm not really worried about you on July 1st. I'm worried about you on July 15th, and I'm going to be talking to you a lot on July 15th because I need to make a determination by August 1st whether or not you are staying or you are going. The timeline that you're hearing here is 90 days, but I can also buy time. By doing a repayment plan or doing these kind of things. It's very frustrating to me when I hear things like foreclosure because there are other ways to go, especially in the state of California where there are equity in properties, especially beautiful properties. This is the other thing that I always say to people. When you start to find yourself in debt and the phone rings a lot, ignore the credit card companies. Because that's an unsecured loan. They don't have anything that they can do to you. The car company obviously can come and repo your car. They're going to start looking at repoing your car anywhere from 45 to 60 days. Usually by day 75, you're going to, get, you're going to be hooked. But over the course of your five-year loan with the uh, auto industry or the auto loan people, you can defer one, if not two, payments. Yeah. You cannot defer a mortgage payment. Your mortgage payment is due. So the key is communication, communication. Answer the call. Be honest with what's going on. Talk to the bank about what options they have. Because what it would always come down to for me was your debt-to-income ratio. It's your income minus your debt minus 10%. Yeah. That's the ratio I wrote 100 times a day for two years. Debt minus income minus 10%, that 10% cushion um, for just like I said, transmission or braces or anything else. And it's that number that's left after that. You have $5,000 in income. You have $3,000 in debt. I'm going to add another 500 on top of that. So now you're 3,500 and I've got an extra 1,500 that I can work with. I'm going to go through your bank statement when the, when the mortgage people call and they will say, look, I need your bank statement. Give it to them. I couldn't give less of a shit of what you're doing. What I want to look at on there is not so much that you're going to Sizzler five nights a week or Burger King five days a week. I couldn't give less of a shit. What I'm looking at is, are you paying $600 a month at Best Buy? Are you going to Ruth's Chris? Yeah. Are you doing? Are you buying uh, pro football tickets? Because now I'm looking at that and going, that's a very fixable mistake. Yeah. Stop paying money to Best Buy, and now we just in increased our ratio. But people get scared, Dave. Yeah. People get scared. They get brave. But, I mean, you can sell the property. The people that I had in East St. Louis, Missouri, yeah. nobody wanted to buy a house. Nobody wanted to buy that house. And you owed 45000 The house is worth 24000 But I'm telling you, the people that are foreclosing on this house on Wednesday are not thrilled about it because you're aware of who the person is. You know the impact. It's negative publicity right now. I don't have any idea what happened. I don't know the background. 
But I guarantee it's a very sad story for all the people involved. Wow. That, it is something else. That's one of those houses, as nice as that house is, almost you don't want it. You don't want to buy it because you know how it was taken. I mean, for me, that would be one I, house. I'd be like, I can find another house. I mean, look, the, the, it has been, there have been challenges financially with the family over the years. I I don't know what happened, how it got there. It would be nothing but speculation. But I'm just telling you, from my years doing it, it was 90 days before you went to the courthouse steps. Yeah. It's a lot of time, man. That's a lot of time. You can do a deed in lieu, which is where you basically just turn the keys over to the property and the bank just takes it. Um, it it's really... There, I just, it's hard for me to believe that there weren't other solutions. I don't know if the family tried to work with the bank and the bank said no. The bank could have worked with the family. Family said no, no idea. Not my place to speculate. But I would just say for any of you that are in that situation, yeah. remember, the credit card people are going to call and they're going to yell at you and they're going to do all these things. It's an unsecured loan. They can't come to your house and take the TV off the wall. The car you can get repoed, but they will for more than likely defer one, if not two, over the over the life of the loan. Yeah. Mortgage payment you can never defer. That's the one you have to be in contact with. Here's the other thing. If you're struggling on that and you have questions uh, and you don't want to do it on Twitter, honest to God, send me an email at jpdots at the yahoo.com. I'll answer anything for you. I don't care. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. All right, a couple of uh, sports things I want to get to before we uh, we get out of here tonight. Uh, one is I want to let you know that we, we talked about how the Padres took uh, Ryan Weathers as a mm-hmm. pitcher. The second pick they took, they took a shortstop. They took uh, Xavier Edwards is who they ended up taking as far as a shortstop goes. Okay. Do you like the idea that they keep taking shortstops? And when I say that is not a shot that you're overstocking on shortstops. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is usually if you're an athlete, you're playing shortstop before they move you somewhere else. Remember this, Jorge Posada was a shortstop. Yeah, Trevor Buster, Hoffman. Yeah, Trevor Hoffman, Buster Posey. Everybody was a shortstop if you're an athlete yeah. at one point. Then they move you around to wherever you need to be. But the fact that they go after another shortstop, who knows? But eventually you're going to hit one of them. And maybe, I don't know if that means Tatis isn't a shortstop in the future, whatever. But are you fine with saying, basically, you're going, let's get the best athlete available? Dave, I, I will say over and over again, I don't know anything about any of these kids being drafted. Right? I see yeah. their name. All I know is watching um, Dan Evans tonight and Jim Callis on MLB Network. They love the two picks that the pods had. And they think they're strong picks for the farm system. I mean, the shortstop that they drafted, they made comparisons to Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty cool. So you go, yeah, I like it. And then you look tonight, too, um, because of the money that came in, like how does it all play out? I I was hitting up John Conniff tonight from Mad Friars on Twitter and just kind of asking him about, I think the other kid was Libertor. Who yeah, dropped to like who, 16. Yeah, that's the kid that I thought they were going to grab. Dropped to like 16 tonight in the draft. I, Dave, I don't know if that was a signability issue, if they just liked uh, Weathers better. No idea. But I was just talking to um, different guys and kind of hearing what they like. Man, I, I don't see – I did not watch high school baseball this year. I can't tell you anything about those guys. But when they're making comparisons yeah. to Jimmy Rollins – Weathers, uh, I think Dave Dodd pointed out, 
Gatorade Pitcher of the Year, just like Mackenzie Gore was last year, kind of that same trend, big left-handed pitcher. Dad pitched in the bigs. Yep. Uh, you go, all right, cool. I like these guys. I, I feel like finally you have a scouting team and a GM that at least this part of it, you feel like they, they got a pretty good grasp on what they're trying to do. Wouldn't you agree? I agree with that 100%. Here's the deal with uh, – it's kind of funny. When you look at Libertor, who I thought the Padres were going to get, which is fine. Ryan Weathers, I wasn't sure he'd even be there at that point. I have no issue with who they ended up with. The difference of the number seven pick, $5.2 million, okay, is the number seven pick with the Padres. That's that's what's slotted. So for Libertor, is thinking, shit, I thought I was going number seven overall. He falls to number 16 to um, – do I have the right? Yeah, number 16 to the Rays, $3.6 million. It's a big well, damn difference money-wise. We're like, shit. And, and I understand most of these guys is I just want to play pro baseball. The most interesting guy in this draft to me as far as going, okay, is that a gamble, especially for this organization, is the Oakland A's at number nine to Kyle Murray. Now, Kyle Murray is the guy that will be the starting quarterback replacing Oklahoma? Baker Makerfield at Oklahoma. Yeah. Now, Kyle Murray is saying, I'm going to play football this fall at Oklahoma, then I'll join the A's. They's are going to say, bullshit, you are. <laughs> what you're going to yeah, do right. is we're going to give you $4.8 million. We don't want that $4.8 million to get the shit kicked out of them in the fall, yeah. playing big-time schools and maybe making it a run at a national championship and playing teams like Ohio State, Alabama, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're giving you $4.8 million. You're going to join the Oakland A's in about a month here. You're going to join one of these leagues, and you're going to start playing spring training ball. And at the same time, if you're Oklahoma, you're going, we don't need our quarterback running around spring training. We yeah. need him to be at the facility getting ready to run our offense for a major college program. They were a top-four team a year ago. Wow. That is a big damn deal to me. Yeah. If you're Kyler Murray, I understand why you want to play – Kyler Murray, I should say, want to play uh, quarterback at, at Oklahoma. But if you're Kyler Murray and you're the A's, what, what is your decision? What is, as a dad, oh, as, a, as a person, what do you do? Don't you take the money? Why would you take a chance of getting the shit kicked out? You aren't going to be an NFL quarterback. You're going to be a baseball player. He's a runner is what he is. Hmm. Kyler Murray is one of the fastest guys you've seen. Some guys say he can run close to a 4-2, which you know people freak out on. Yeah. But he's crazy fast. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to – I don't know enough about the kid. But but you, you get an idea of what kind of athlete he is. To yeah. To be a starting quarterback at Division One powerhouse. Big time, man. Yeah, number nine Big overall time. pick in baseball. What direction do you do? What direction do you go? Man, oh, man. That'd be pretty unbelievable, And if you're the A's, right? you can't really afford to fuck this up. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're, you're the Oakland A's. Yeah. And, and that's why, Dave, I love the kind of the game within the game yeah. as far as does Ryan Weathers take the money that you talked about or yeah. does is there already an idea that he'll come in under the money that is slotted for there, agrees to less money, which allows them to go out and spend more money later on. Uh, I don't know. Is is yeah. Uh, we'll watch it all. I I. It's such a different game yeah. than what it used to be, and it's a lot of it's a lot of poker playing. It Look, is. maybe you know I was saying earlier that changed the Padres. I thought was crazy. Shit, he may be spot on. Like he, those guys follow it much closer than I do. My only point on that was that really I'll say what we said earlier. If you take Weathers yeah. and he doesn't sign, you're gone. I mean, that's just the way the game works. It is how it works. Those guys are out. So you have to feel incredibly confident that you're going to get him signed and you're going to get him signed at your number so that you can continue moving forward, right? Yeah, you hope. You absolutely hope so. I mean, that's one of those where you almost make the argument. I, I understand. If I was if I was running a draft, 
I would take my pictures at a high school, not college, because he wasted three years on that arm getting mileage in college. Now but we are still the pods. Yeah, like I, yeah, I understand. Like, maybe I'm dismissing this a little too yeah. quick. Like, maybe we should say, you know, let's just <laughs> let's just be careful here. And I'm saying that to yeah, me. I understand. We're still the pods. Like, we're excited about the change where things are going. And, uh, but they haven't raised any championship banners. Yep. So, yeah. Shit, maybe you do have to sit there and go. Kind of wonder. I, I tell you what. <laughs> God, okay, I hate that. I'll make you feel better right now. Okay, if this hear. thing works out, best case scenario. Yeah. You have to love the fact that you're talking about two lefties that almost see mirror images Be of great. each other. I mean, really. Isn't Espinosa lefty, too? When you look when you look at the those two I'm not even sure if I'm sold on Espinosa anymore. Everybody seems to forget about Espinosa. Two years ago, I think it's all he's set. right-handed. And so when you look at right now with with the weathers and you look at Gore, you're looking at two guys that are built almost exactly the same, one six one one six two. And uh, they were both again high school pitcher of the year. I mean, yeah. man, you couldn't be happier. Those lefties are, are, are great to have. Yeah. Young guys coming up. I hope it works out. I hope they hope both they both they both I hope uh, weather signs that you have both those guys in your system before you know it. Why Which, again, puts down when you say one of the Padres is going to be great again. It, it's another reason why we say you're pushing back a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, so many arms coming through with Paddock and yeah. Quantrill and Espinosa and Lawson and, and so many other guys. It's exciting, but they still ultimately have to be able to do it at the big league level. And if you can't, then you go, she mini cricket. <laughs> All right, last uh, last sports question for you. All right. Because by the time we do another podcast, you never know where this is going to be. But the NBA Finals, yep. Warriors are up two games to none. They go back to Cleveland. Might be the last time LeBron ever plays in Cleveland. Yep. Where does this go as far as uh, this series? How many games are you looking at? Who wins this thing? I'm going to take the uh, Warriors in four. Okay. The, the Cavs, to me, look like a, a team that was just done. And here's why I think that's great. If I if the Warriors go in four, then I would think, Dave, that that's the end of LeBron in Cleveland, which means it's the end of the Cavs from the East. Now, if he were to go to Philly or to Boston, right? I mean, you got to get. Well, I, I want to ask about Brian Colangelo. Uh, will be my deal. If you could find a way to get him to Philly or Boston, now that completely changes the dynamic of the East, and all of a sudden it it changes up. But if he were to come to the West, which I don't know that many people feel like he will, but if Kawhi Leonard gets moved in the West, if some different moving pieces go, be it for the Clippers or for the Lakers, Paul George maybe yeah. comes out, all of a sudden now you have to wonder if these teams um, make it back to the finals. If the Cavs win, then I feel like LeBron stays, and I don't feel like there's that big a shift. And I feel like all of a sudden you could see these teams back for a fifth time. So I think if you're somebody that's looking for change in the NBA, the best case scenario for you would be, yeah, let the Warriors win this thing in four. Let them blow the Cavs off the off the floor. And then all of a sudden, let's see, what do yeah. the Cavs do? Do they move Kevin Love? Could Kevin Love go to the Lakers or the Clippers? Um, do they Do they shake that up? And then all of a sudden next year, instead of the Cavs being in it, maybe you're looking at a showdown ultimately between Philadelphia and Boston. I mean, how different is Boston going to be when Gordon Hayward and, and super good. Kyrie, Kyrie come Irving back. come back, right? And yeah. Tatum grows. Um, so I think that's exciting. But if a few of these guys come out to the West, and, I mean, Houston's going to be reloaded, right? Yep. Chris Paul's a free agent, but he's going to resign. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you look and you go, wow, okay. So I I just think my 
my one son was talking about, ah, I'm sick of seeing these two teams. I said, well, I don't, I don't know shit about the NBA, but my feeling would be cheer for the Warriors to yeah. steamroll them because it's going to change the dynamic of both conferences, and I don't think you see either one of them in the finals next year. That's a good call. That's a good call. I almost feel like the Warriors almost getting bored with what's going on. Not everybody's going to yeah. stay on track. Man, I like Steve it's, Kerr. I though. do too. I like Steve Kerr a lot. It, it's funny to watch. I haven't gotten bored watching these two teams match up because I felt like they were the two best teams. Jimmy Kimmel yeah. had a great line when he said, "ABC loved the Warriors Cavs so much they decided to bring it back for a fourth season." You know, it's yeah. well, like just basically TV. What are you going to do? The interesting part, of course, will be the summer. You mentioned LeBron, Kawhi. What happens with Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, so many DeMarcus Cousins, so many guys. What's going to happen free agent-wise for the NBA, which should be crazy for the league as far as an interest. The only deal is the league doesn't make money off of TV ratings. It just yeah. keeps you as a fan interest. You can't sell commercial time for LeBron Watch. It doesn't no. work that way for ABC. But it is fun right now. Yeah. It is, it is fun. What the hell did I just tell you a second ago I was going to ask you about? I already forgot. I'll remember it when you're driving home. You did. You said I had something to ask you. So it's going to be my one. Yeah. LeBron. All right. All right. Well, while you're thinking about it, I'm going to mention my buddies over at Barkley Landscaping. Okay, go okay. ahead. I'm trying to think. You I'm got gonna go it. Through go ahead. We were talking <laughs> about. Go ahead and think. I just bragged about not editing. I'm going to have to rewind this thing. Think yeah. What the hell you said because they're both dumb. Ryan Barkley and his dad Scott been in business for more than 35 years. If you're tired of looking the way your lawn's looking right now, or you feel like your yard is starting to die all of a sudden, you got to give Ryan a call. He'll know how to bring it back to life. Family owned and operated for more than 35 years. Free estimates, commercial and residential maintenance, artificial turf, sod insulation, lawn, lawn, lawn restoration, hard for me to say, and also, of course, retaining walls. You name it, Ryan Barkley and his dad Scott will take care of you. Here's Ryan's direct number. 619-669-8000, 619-669-8000. Make sure you give them a call to bring your lawn back to life for this summer. Make sure it looks fantastic. Man, a 12-year-old kid and a 13-year-old boy and girl in that canyon playing with a lighter is what started that fire. Is that right? Yesterday. The one you were talking about? Yep. And I watched those families Do the last kids get night. hurt? I don't believe so. But I watched the families last night that were on the news in Allied Gardens that were terrified because the fire got so close to their property. And uh, Ryan's going to do such a great job as far as making everything look good. But I am just telling you, if, if any of you are close to a canyon and there's that dry brush, I mean, I feel like I, I drive, every day I drive the five, and it feels like as you get up into Del Mar, you look around and you go, man, feels like it's been drizzling or some yeah. kind of rain and everything is so dried out. Uh, it just, that would be the one thing that I look at and say, just make sure your, your home's protected. It just scares me for everybody and, and anybody in this audience. Yes. He's going to make the yard look great. The flowers are going to look great. You're going to be the, the talk of the town, but also he can make it safe for you as well. And I think that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Superior fence company, Daniel Tyler. He's your guy. Jeff talks about the canyons and talks about the weather right now. We mentioned the rattlesnakes. We mentioned how dangerous oh. it is for your pets, for your kids. Superior Fence Company, what are you waiting for right now? Started back in 2005, been in business for 13 years. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. Again, it's easy to find online. San Diego Superior Fence.com. A-plus rating with BBB. Look, they do it all. Every job is an easy job, according to Daniel. No issues at all. Specializes up in the North County, but will go, go all over San Diego County to make sure that you get the proper fence and your house looks beautiful. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things freak me out as as a pet owner. 
first thing that freaks me out are rattlesnakes. Yeah. They freak me out because I think about the damage that could be done to your uh, your pets. But the other thing that freaks me out, because I've dealt with it, um, about a year ago, me and Bub. Me and Bub were affected by it, and that's uh, coyotes, man. Yep. And coyotes right now, because we talked about it with drying out, you know, things dry out. Coyotes are looking for water, and, man, they just get so brave walking down retaining walls and doing all these kind of things. That would be the thing for me that I'd say is if your dog or – uh, my family has had outdoor cats forever. The cats just hang out in the backyard. They they like to relax. And there's nothing more sad than, than losing uh, a pet to a coyote. I understand it's circle of life. But but that would be the thing for yep. me, too, for Daniel. I'd be like, look, um, if you're like us and your cat like to cruise outside, you got that cat door, that pet door, it's coyotes, man. They're, it's really, really frustrating and can really impact your family. Talk to him about that. Say, hey, what do we do to keep those coyotes out of the backyard? Absolutely. Make sure you give Daniel a call. He'll take care of you. Did you remember what you are going to say? Nope. Well, hopefully you will by Sunday. Better go back and check. <laughs> I had something I wanted to get to. It's going to make me mad. So hang on. We'll find it. We'll be right back. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. No. You're going to find it right now. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Just find I'm it, I'm going to fuck dick. it up. going to erase in half the show. You will not. All right. I'll try it. Let's see how good I am. All right. Seamless edit. <laughs> two and a half hours later we found it we found it we had to go back and listen to the whole show i was like god it's what shows you man you have no i have no memory anymore we we they brought up uh what was going on in the nba in the east philadelphia and i said brian colangelo which a minute and a half later i forgot thank god we went back and did it because by sunday night it would be yeah. too late this brian this Brian Colangelo's story, two-parter for you. Number one, where he had burner accounts, where he is going on and he is ripping the media and ripping players, everything else. Um, number First part of that is, do you think Brian Colangelo gets fired? Second of all, is it an isolated incident or do you believe that there are more people, maybe not as high-ranking as Colangelo, but do you believe that there are more of these things or less of these things in all four sports? Oh, that's funny you say that. It, okay, well, I, I'm going to go, call me dumb. I'm going to say there are less of these things. Yeah. And, and the reason is, I, I don't know, I think you got to go with the young guys. All right. Yeah. And what I mean by that is the young guys are the ones, I think, with a the thin skin. They're the ones, ones who are reading Twitter, the ones who are listening to this podcast, that kind of mm-hmm. deal. Jerry West isn't listening to this shit. True. You know what I mean? He's not involved. He doesn't care what you think of him. Magic's not doing a no, burner ma- account. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I'm yeah. like. You know what I mean? First of all, I, I don't have a burner account. I've never had more than, than one account outside of the one I do for the baseball team. Yeah. It, but it's it's one of those where, dude, I can't keep track of shit. I didn't yeah. immediately step in it. Yeah. But it said that you have five burner accounts. I thought you're supposed to be evaluating players. Now you got European players you got to worry about. I mean. Holy shit. And that you're sitting there and one of your accounts is talking about how great you're doing, how yeah. great of a job you're doing, and other accounts giving Maybe away. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe somebody in the Padres front office was running that Sweeney says account. <laughs> and they just got it? rid of it themselves. Yeah. Maybe it was Mark Grant. <laughs> it was Mark Grant didn't like sharing time. Uh, Only one guy holds Pomerant. a baseball in his booth. Pomerantz doing Probably it. that asshole. Um I hope you're right, Dave. I, yeah. I do. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, this is the one we're just guessing, but do you think there are more or less people that are doing it? Um 
I would say my guess would be that Colangelo's not the only guy doing it, or Colangelo or his wife. But I would think if you go, what, let's just say rounded out, 120 yeah. teams in the in the major four. Yeah. If I said there were 15 teams that had burner accounts at the high level, remember, wow. remember. You had a kid from the Cardinals that got fired, right, for stealing draft info. Yeah. I mean, that That's huge. to me seems unbelievably high. I don't know. Do you think I'm crazy to say 15 across no, I, all four? No, no. I mean, that's, no, a, that's, that's crazy under, at all. That's under four in each yeah. sport. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me it was 50% or 60%. We know what really? social media is. I mean, and how many of these guys are young guys that have these jobs now? Look how many of these young guys are like A.J. Preller, let's say. It. I'm just throwing his name out because he's sure. a young GM. But the Dodgers have a guy like that. The Rays have a guy like that. You know, I mean, there are young guys. All, all of a sudden, yeah. Brian Cashman, who was a real young guy, doesn't seem like a real young guy anymore. Theo's a young guy. But you Colangelo's know, 53 now. Fi- I don't know how you how you view 53 it, it, in that. And Well, uh, here's the deal. He grew up in a situation where his dad was one of the godfathers of the NBA. I mean, sure. You know what I mean? His dad was Team a guy, USA. USA Baseball, Phoenix Suns. I mean, tons of money. NBA's their family business. Yep, and all of a sudden he goes to a city like Philadelphia where they're mean as fuck, and yeah. he needs to find a way to defend himself. He couldn't take it. He's one of those guys that was caved. listening to sports radio or reading what they said about him, and he caved. And but you but ha- you have to fire him, you right? You have to I'm, fire him. You, if you have that, any shot at LeBron or anybody else coming in, let Joe, me tell you, I don't know how it works about releasing medical records, mm-hmm. but that is huge. Yeah, I mean he's releasing medical records throughout Twitter. I mean that's yeah. one of those where if you're a player. You probably can sue the organization and sue him and sue the NBA. I mean, that is you, you can't do it in any. Are you shocked he hasn't been blown out to this point? I think it's on their way. They hired someone today to look into him. The Philadelphia 76ers did. They hired a, a big time office to look into what he's doing. He'll be gone by this time next week, is my guess. He's going to be out of a job, but he can't find another job again. This is the family business. This is what yeah. they do. He went after Fultz. He went after the the overall first pick in the draft. Man, I mean, oh man. you killed that kid. You know, some of the stuff wasn't just one guy talking. What a great job the 76ers GM is doing. Yeah. He went after players on the roster, giving information out that could damage a person's career. It's unbelievable. It is. It's one of the yeah. craziest damn sports and stories dirty. ever. It's dirty. Yeah, it's dirty. He needs to go if it turns out that he was the guy doing it. You know, it's it's like, um, again, in the medical field, I don't know. But, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, attorney-client privileges. Yeah, sure. And all of a sudden there's an attorney sure. talking or a therapist talking. Yeah. You know, you're going, holy shit, what's going on? That's yeah. not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, no, it can get, uh, yeah, because all you have to say is, if you were the client, do you want the attorney sharing it with anybody? Yeah. No. Let alone on Twitter? On Twitter, <laughs> right. Um, want to mention again, August the 1st, we are doing an event for charity. Um, if you go to my Twitter, I finally figured it out today, like a dumbass, if you go to my Twitter page, which is just Jeff Dotseth, no burner account, just me, it's my pinned tweet now. Okay. Like, only took go. me a month to figure it out. Um, it's right there, the GoFundMe page. Twenty five bucks gets you in the door. Um we're gonna be at East Lake Country Club on Wednesday, August the first. We're gonna start everything somewhere around three thirty, four o'clock because we know a lot of you. Uh, get up early the next day, and we want you all to be a part of it. So here's some of the things you need to know. Number one, 25 bucks gets you in the door. Yeah. 
Every nickel that comes in that night will go right back out the door. It will benefit five charities. They are the Alpha Project downtown, hosted by uh, our friend Bob McElroy. Charity Water, which we found through Brady Phelps. John Van Zanti and the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Suicide Awareness, which for this audience seems very uh, up front and center, considering um, what happened to us as a family. And I say... This whole Dave and Jeff podcast audience is family. At least that's the way Dave and I view you guys. Now, what happened to this family over the last couple of days? We feel like suicide awareness should be front and center and stand up to cancer. Um, Sean Walchef is coming out, and I thought about this coming down today, too. You know, Sean is going to be selling $5 pulled pork sandwiches. We may have to raise the price on that a little bit. If we, if we have a bunch of people out there, that that's a lot of... Pulled pork, right? I mean, that's not cheap. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? We just asked him to do it like he was selling five sandwiches. I don't even think you even asked him. You just volunteered it. No, I asked him. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're going to do it, right? He's like, yeah. All right. It's like when we did the, yeah, that's the way you said it, though. You're going to do it, right? You didn't say, hey, well, will you do it? It's like when we did the show oh, at, his, at his restaurant. I know. Hey, we're going to do it on the night of WrestleMania where you're going to sell out anyway. But we're going to throw our show on top of it. He's like, hey, maybe if you would have given me a week back, I could have maybe doubled my profits. But okay, I'll do it for you guys. He never says no. He never says no, but I, we may have to figure out. I don't know if those are going to be five bucks. They may be seven. Jesus. <laughs> Hell are we doing? I'm driving down. I'm like, God damn, there's a lot of people coming. It's going to be five. You tell them if, if McDonald's can sell burgers for 99 cents. Yeah, they keep about, it all. It's about quantity. And free advertising. <laughs> oh, he knows. Um, Sean Walchef and Cali Comfort will be out there with pulled pork sandwiches at a price to be determined. Um, Eric Weddle is sending a jersey over. Yeah. The San Diego Seals are sending over a gift package. The Padres are sending over a gift package. The Gulls are sending over a gift package. Eastlake Country Club has sent over a package. We've got the Jack Daniels bottle. Lisa Ann is coming down. I tell you yeah. what, I'd like to meet one of you that goes, you know, I'm here tonight, yeah. but I just saw her and met her, and I feel a little queasy. I'm going to have to go because that's not going <laughs> to fucking happen. Any of you. All I know is my girl yeah. Tracy Waldron is like, I can't wait to meet Lisa Ann. Yeah. But a buddy of ours gets a little bit of a runny nose if he thinks about it. Jesus Christ. I can't even believe that shit, but I yeah, put up with. it's really good what I put up with. All right, are you going to ask him about the pulled pork sandwich before, and he's just going to go with five? Sean will do whatever you say. It's going to be a price to be determined. Oh, there you go. That's fair to Sean. That's a the price best thing to you be could determined. Have done for him. Yeah, a price to be yeah. determined. And we say it all the time. Look, with a substantial yeah. amount donated to charity, it may not be all of it, and that's fine with us. Yeah, that's two. fine. It'll be a. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, as much as we enjoy the food and you'll get a chance to enjoy it that night as well, you should go down to Cali Comfort. Here's oh the my deal. God, unbelievable! Yes. Alan Cson, happy birthday to yes. our boy Alan Cson today. Mention that as well. Happy birthday to him. And if you go into Cali Comfort, you say I'll have whatever Dave and Jeff order. Where's it on the menu? You probably won't find it because our names aren't going to be on the menu. But I'm telling you, you're going to love the food. But you will find our Dave and Jeff podcast posters signed yes, on the you wall. Will. You will. We're fantastic. We were teasing because we didn't have our own sandwich. I don't even know. What Do you get the same thing every time, by the way? 
No, I don't. Oh, okay, maybe that's why you don't have your own damn sandwich. No, I don't. <laughs> Everything there is so good. The brisket yeah, is, is great. Off. You know what I've never had is what you get the tri tip. Oh, the, the uh, it's, cheese steak. It's the it, tri tip cheese steak is great with the jalapenos on there. This is what I did oh, last time I went. Shit. I know people are they open about food, right now. That's Nine what I'm saying. Anyone listening is going. We got to go to Cali Comfort. I did this move where I showed up and okay. I was starving. Okay, you walk in there where you're like, man, I'm I'm ready yeah. to eat, and you start ordering too much. You're like, yeah. you're gonna have that. Jalapeno cornbread. Yeah, then I'm getting the jalapeno awesome. cornbread. And then I want onion rings. And I want, and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, I can't eat anymore. You know? And, and then you got to go for the peach cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go for the peach cobbler, which is big enough for four people. But you're like, oh, my. And then you eat everything. And you're like, I'm not eating until Tuesday. Here's why so uh, good. Sean and I are friends. Yes. We had Fight Club in there forever with our, our late friend, C.S. Keys. And uh, he would say to us every night, you got to get the peach cobbler. And I would always be like, no, nah, I'm all good. And then at some point I realized the guy owns the restaurant. <laughs> the guy owns the restaurant. Was recommend, And then we got it one night. It was off the wall. It was. So I just said to him, how come you never told me about this? <laughs> <laughs> Sean has been so great to us yes. and so great to this cause. But again, I will emphasize at a price to be determined. If he determines he wants to sell it for whatever he wants to sell it for to be great. And if he wants to donate 15 cents from each one to charity, we'll take it. Um, it's going to be a great night. Like I said, all of those people have stepped up. I do want to thank uh, Eric Barnhart. Eric Barnhart was the first guy to step up and do $300 donation. Billy has stepped up and done a $700 donation. And there's a handful of you that have also done that, including Brian Curry and others, uh, Alan Taylor, uh, so many of you have just been fantastic and made these donations, and we can't thank you enough. Please go to the GoFundMe page. You'll find it on my Twitter, at Jeff Dotseth. Click on there. If you haven't had a chance to donate yet, uh, 25 bucks gets you in the door. $300 donation will get you an invite to a special live show that we're doing, guess where, Cali Comfort later yeah. this summer. I also want to tell you about these two things, and then we're going to be done. This is not going to be a one-night thing for us. The one thing that I've talked to Intercom and I talked to the Padres about is that for 20 years, this community has been incredibly good to this show. And for everything that has happened to us, we feel like in our 20th year, we want to give back to San Diego. It's starting with the night at East Lake Country Club, but it's not going to stop from there. The next thing that's going to happen is we are going to find a way to start bringing radio programs back to schools, be it middle schools, uh, high schools, especially in the inner city. Um, to, to give you a little bit of a skill set, we will cash in every uh, favor we have with Jagger and Christy and AJ and Susan DeVincent and Woods and Costa and everybody else will step up and we will get uh, Clint. Yeah. Um, we're going to get you a bunch of people that are going to come out to your school and talk to you about life in radio because I think a lot of you, shit, I wish somebody would have done it for me in high school. That will be uh, number two. We're already looking ahead to the third one, and we have no idea how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to figure it out. And the third one, Dave, that I think towards the end of the year what we would like to do is figure out, and it may be the golf tournament. Uh, Eastlake Country Club has talked to us about doing the Dave and Jeff Golf Tournament, yeah. which would be really, really fun. Um, and, Dave, what we would like to do is do that to raise money 
for local sports organizations that need the dough. And one that comes to mind for me is USA Boxing. I was a part of USA Boxing, wonderful organization that has done so much for kids in the inner city to get them off the street. So many of these gyms, whether it's CYAC right over here, Bound Boxing, um, so many guys that we've done have done an amazing job of keeping kids off the street, giving them a skill set. But not only do they go there and learn how to box, they have homework groups, they do everything else. And they are all just a grassroots organization. These kids all travel. My man, uh, uh, Julian Ballow, one of the top amateur boxers in the country. They all need money. So USA Boxing. But then, again, as we get closer to December, not everybody, and I say this respectfully, not everybody can be the San Diego Surf, right, where you yeah. have uh, – uh, God bless those guys. They they do an amazing job. But Dave, I'm sure for the Bears it's a challenge, yeah. right, for, sure for families to travel. But as we get closer to the winter, we're going to look for – I don't know that we'll do five. We may be two or three, but USA Boxing will be one. We're there always looking for money to help kids get equipment or new shoes. Um, uh, could be a couple of little yeah. leagues. We'll figure it out. We'll work with the Padres and the teams again. But the point on this being is that it doesn't end on August 1st. It starts on August 1st. Nobody else is doing it. We're going to do it, and we hope all of you will go along for the ride. Perfect. Did you see uh, – I was following Twitter. It's one of my favorite things. It's that Super 70s. Oh, my God, so great. Did you see the one that he posted just the other day as far as the coolest Little League uniforms in the history of, of sports? And no. it, was, it was a picture from one of the Padre uniforms. It was the Padres. You know, you, we've seen it in San Diego for years where the yeah. Padres have donated uniforms. Yeah. Well, this is a national Twitter feed. Okay. And so the guy sent it out. like Because anything has to do with the 70s, yeah. that's what the guy specialized. Well, it was a picture of a Little League team here in San Diego wearing the Padre uniforms from like 1974. And he and he put it out, and he goes, "These are the coolest little league Which uniforms ones were ever." They? It was the ones Randy Jones used to wear. Oh, the brown and the, gold. It was, I think it was the white, brown, and gold. Oh, I and like it, those. But, but it was kind of cool that they put that feed out there. I thought it was cool at least because we've seen it for years now. The rest of the country saw it. Yeah, my sons, um, and that was really Tom Garfinkel. Tom yeah. Garfinkel did that. Um, but my sons had the camos and they had the all yellows. Yeah, and that was courtesy of the pods. That's that was awesome. really great. Yeah, but, they do it everywhere. Um, August 1st is the day. Lisa Ann will be there, already committed to coming down, which is going to be a great night. Disappointing Joe is going to be there. Disappointing Joseph. Uh, follow Tad Ryan and Disappointing Jay. Thank you to those guys. I mean, there's so many people that are helping us out for this thing. Love the idea that Mud and Orsillo are sending over a signed baseball. Um, Matt Fryers and JoJo Tarantino are working yeah. to get us more things. So, yeah, we're going to have a ton of stuff to give away. We'll auction stuff off. It's going to be a great night. Starts with a $25 donation. Gets yeah. you in the door. We'll see you then. Okay. There you go. All right. We're going to get on out of here, and uh, we'll get things going. We'll see you guys back on Sunday.
just waiting on a call from you. It's cold. 